Oh, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. It is Wednesday. And you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your boy and your host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I got the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast. The Don of the best damn wrestling podcast. LP is in the building. Hello, going out. And I got the Sultan of Spices himself. El Fuego. Chef. Showtime. What's going on? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Oh, man. We are the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, thank you very much for listening to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. If you're on Radio Land, on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, Audible, Google Podcast, just say Alexa. Play the best damn wrestling podcast, and you can listen to your boys each and every Wednesday or whenever you please. Fellas, let's go around the room real quick. Uh, first of all, happy holidays. Uh, Christmas just passed. Uh, nice and fat from from the, the the Christmas meals, huh? You know, Santa done brought all the presents, and he done dropped them off. You know, I'm pretty sure he, the elves and Santa has uh, brought some copyright barriers when it comes to creating toys to make it clones of toys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Probably saw that Santa ain't get sued yet. But fellas, let me know how your Christmas was. Uh, LP. Oh, man, it was pretty good, man. You know, family time is always is always great. Kids had a good Christmas. That's what it boils down to. I was able to finally get me a PS5, so I was I'm, I'm still like in the in the zone from that. I'm getting my God of War on right now. It must, oh, be, right. A, it must be an Xbox guy over there or something. It's, 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 <laughs> or or uh, uh, nobody nobody cares about Xbox. Okay, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty good. I definitely uh, definitely enjoyed myself. Awesome, awesome. Chef, man, what does Santa bring you for Christmas? I got a new baby. New baby? Oh, that ain't no baby. That's a beast. What is that? <laughs> it's uh, a new butcher knife. It is real sharp. <laughs> you know, I was going to get a, a PlayStation, but, you know, nah. People that play PlayStation can't play games at all. You know, we might we we might have to get that uh that that WWE wrestling game. We might we might have to find a way we all can get on that. I got it already, so you ain't saying nothing but a word. Okay, what's this one you got? What I got uh I got the the new one 2022 and also got uh uh 2019. Hey, I don't hey. know. I don't. I don't know if you can cross. If you can cross, yes, you can. Yes. Oh, okay. Can you? 
Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. I have all of them from SmackDown versus Raw or WCW. That's my shit. Oh, you went back? Yeah, okay. I have all the games. So so as I get my so as I get my stuff ready, we definitely can do that. No problem. I'm back now. Hey look, y'all ain't y'all ain't said nothing but a word and we can stream it too, so it ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I got some creative players on my on my uh WWE 2K game that can dig in your ass. So anytime y'all want it, <laughs> you can get it, Jack. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We can have the King of the Ring tournament. You can call me King Showtime, the chef. You know. All right. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll get some up, up, down, down action in uh, <laughs> coming up next year. Um, I know we have some exciting things that we're going to do for the new year, man. And uh, speaking of new year, we have to go over some of the things that happened this year, man. It was a wild year in wrestling and a lot of things that I thought I would never see in my lifetime I saw as a fan and I was so excited I'm glad that we uh did the podcast when we have because man it was it was just a lot of stuff going on back to back and as a wrestling fan man it's hard not to get excited with all these different promotions and all these wrestlers and entertainers coming into the wrestling round so I want to go around the room real quick and I want to talk about some of the best damn moments in wrestling this year uh, from all promotions: AEW, WWE, uh, New Japan. I'm not I'm not an avid New Japan or a AAA watcher, but I've, I've had some notice on a couple of matches myself. But uh, let's go over on the road, man. LP, uh, what are some of your best damn moments from this year? Ah, it's, it's so many to choose from. Um, I got to say, Bianca winning the belt. First of all, I want to make sure I don't think something and think it's the wrong year, but if I'm mistaken, Beyonce, I'm not Beyonce, Bianca winning the Beyonce won the WWE Women's Tag Team. You know what? I believe Beyonce could win the belt if she, if she decided to cross over. <laughs> yeah, she might win. But uh, Bianca winning the belt, I think that was an amazing moment. Um not just for wrestling, but you know, for our community as well. To see a, um, I think a lot, there were so many black wrestling fans, and to see a black uh, female athlete get that shine was amazing. Um, the comeback this year from Cody Rhodes going back to WWE to Bray Wyatt coming back to the uh, CM Punk come back this year was last year. It was this year, right? It was last year. This year. Yeah, and it's fact. He only he only he only here for a year. But uh, <laughs> CM, CM Punk coming back got to be one of the biggest returns. I still think CM Punk's return was bigger than everybody else's, um, even though it didn't last. But uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I think I think some of those moments are some of the ones that stand out the most. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you, man. Uh, those, a lot of those moments were huge, huge moments. Uh, Chef, what was some of your best Damn moments of 2022. Um, one of my best damn moments of 2022. You know, Braun Strowman returns. Then Bray Wyatt returns. That, that was awesome. Cody Rose was a good one too for me. I love, I love to see Cody Rose. He, 
like one of the best one of the best matches was when he, yeah that that match with him got that busted shoulder <laughs> like taco meat and they've been grinding up in the sausage factory that was that was horrible yeah you're talking about uh, uh the match bianca went in the, the match with Seth and Trumbin. yeah Yeah, that, his shoulder was horrible. Looked like he had a, like had somebody had a black marker in his drawer all around here. This was looking bad. <laughs> then, let me see what another one was. Uh, I have to give it to Roman and Brock for that the last man standing match. I loved it, you know, because you Brock has never brought a tractor to the ring. That was something new, you know. That was <laughs> that was that was nice. That that was it for me though. <laughs> You know, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you talking about wrestling? You had a lot of returns come. Also, uh, a huge one that you guys didn't even mention: the return in, of in-ring reaction from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Stone Cold. We never thought that we would ever see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle a match, not alone in in, in WWE, but just to wrestle a, a, a full-on match. Against one of the best that the WWE has to offer in Kevin Owens, I thought that it was a great match. I thought uh, that Kevin Owens protected Steve and 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 let Steve have fun with the match. Man, it was it was a great moment. Also, we got to see Vince Man inside the ring. Horrible as it was, <laughs> disgusting as it was. Uh, Vince McMahon got getting inside of a WWE ring was uh, nostalgia all over again. It was a great moment, um, and also some following that a couple, not too long after that, Vince McMahon resigned from being uh, the head of WWE, which was huge news in itself because we all thought that Vince would die inside the building, inside the ring uh, in, in WWE. We all thought that he was going to be there uh, and, until he decided to give it up and not be forced out like he was. Um, some big changes. Uh, I think one of the best moments, to be honest with you, uh, in WWE for the company itself is the switching of, of roles and titles where Triple H uh, became uh, CEO. Uh, up to WWE, man. This, uh, I, I love this Triple H regime. I love how fresh it is. I love how he's really uh, competing with some of the other uh, big companies like New Japan and AEW. I like Hunter's Direction. How do you guys feel like Hunter's Direction for the company has been in 2022? And are you excited to see what happens in 2023 under? The reign of Triple H. Let me go LP. It ain't that much different from Vince's. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Triple H has not done anything different except bring his boys back and make it an NXT show. Like, other than that, if you really look at what Vince was doing, I know Vince did a lot of changing at the last minute and people were upset about a lot of the stuff, but you look at the storylines. And stuff like that, and you look at the same thing of how it is now. There, there ain't, they ain't that much. They ain't that, they ain't that different. I, I'm actually one of the people that will admit it, and I really don't think Triple H is doing a great job. 
I think Triple H is just doing the same thing. I wanted, I thought Triple H was going to do a tremendous job and really get wrestling back to where it needed to be. But look at wrestling. You take the blood, you take the bloodline out, and everything is just as bad as it was. <laughs> there. So um, I'm hoping that Triple H does some major changes. Uh, I think, and I say it now, Vince will be back this year. Vince is not gone. Vince is coming back <laughs> this year, if not in January. Vince ain't gone. He's coming back. Vince coming back. All right. Chef Showtime. Yep. How do you feel like the WWE product has been under Triple H's regime for the year of 2022? <laughs> Uh, it's for me it been up and down. At first, I thought it was gonna be like the new Attitude Era 2.0. Then it just went south, you know. <laughs> but there's moments like okay, it's good. Then they got story. They got some of the storylines need to be better, like the one for Dominic Mysterio. Then they just need to make him the Water Boy. <laughs> just get out of Judgment Day, you know. That's it. That's all, you know. Yeah, everybody making it, you know. <laughs> but you know, like Mr. the Man was all more for the the sexy women that had the belts, like Liv Morgan, you know. But now, like back in the day, shit, China had the belt. She was ugly as heck, you know. Like man, <laughs> you know? China wasn't ugly, man. China, China just took ugly. some time. Listen, China took some time to grow on people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tommy oh, took some time. She had to soften up a little bit. Some surgery. She took some surgery <laughs> got her. Not no time. <laughs> she went. She went under that knife a few times and got her body right. Oh man. Uh, yeah, man. Speaking of female wrestlers. Uh, on WWE, the fans have voted Bianca Belair to be uh, the female wrestler of the year. Uh, I want to go around the board because I want to get your best damn female wrestler of the year. Uh, just some nominees. Um, I'll go, I have to go ahead and say I agree with the WWE Universe uh, for voting for Bianca as female wrestler of the year. Bianca has achieved some great things within this year. Uh, her title reign has been quite lengthy. Uh, and there seems to be nobody who can take her down. Even names such as Asuka and Big Time Vex are kind of dwarfed by the star of Bianca Belair. Bianca is constant. She looks like a champion. And I don't really see anybody dethroning her unless the star really rises. Uh, coming up in this next year, Bianca has had banger after banger matches. I have not seen one bad match from Bianca. I've seen some matches that uh, were a little slow or that, that weren't uh, main event matches from Bianca. But overall, her consistency and her uh, her performances in the ring have been stellar throughout the year, man. So I agree with that. As far as best uh, female wrestler of the year, I also have to give uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give three other ones, uh, females, and one that's gonna be most improved. But another female uh, best wrestler of the year, I have to say, is Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose uh, kept the belt. She held it down for uh, NXT. She put eyes on the belt. She made it relevant, and she gave it some more power. Uh, she had the uh, toxic attraction faction that was going, and they were red hot. For a long time, they were one of the hottest groups in WWE, not just NXT. Um, so Mandy was able to do some really great things with that belt and made it relevant uh, for a long time. And also, I'm going to have to switch over to AEW and give uh, some big props to your girl, Jade Cargill, uh, who is still undefeated <coughs> as of right now. Uh, Jade Cargill is a star, and, and to be honest with you, other than Britt Baker, Jade Cargill is one of the only stars in on the AEW roster, man. Uh, she looks like a million bucks. She's really good, and she's kind of breaking into uh, doing the crossover thing by inviting uh, entertainers over into the wrestling product <laughs> and really merging the entertainment with the, the wrestling and making it good. Um, I had to put some respect on Jay Cargill's name, man, because she is a bona fide star. Let me go around the room. Let me start with Chef. Chef, who do you think is the best female wrestler of the year? Are you talking all time or this year? This year. This year? Who, who really performed, who really impressed you this year? I will give it to Bianca. But then my runner-up will be Sasha Banks. Then okay. Like my best improve will be Naomi. Because Sasha made Naomi better than what she was. Yeah. But, yeah, mm. Bianca, she been doing it. She been... What you mean? Mm. Sasha, you know, Sasha <laughs> to her. there. Uh, I was, I got, that was a strong statement that you made right there. Yeah. When you said Naomi, uh, that Sasha made Naomi better. I don't, I I don't quite she, agree I with mean, that. No, I her skill. Skills. Her skill. She helped her skill out. You know what I mean? If you ever watched, if you watched Naomi from the past and you watched Naomi when she started wrestling with Sasha, you can see it, the change in her wrestling. Okay. okay. All right, all right. I get that to you. I get that to you. LP, man, who's your best damn female wrestler of the year? Uh, first of all, I can't believe you didn't try to throw Charlotte Flair in yours. I, I'm so shocked that you didn't find a way. <laughs> even though Charlotte had not even wrestled hard this year, you still would have said it normally. I'm you know what? I had to be I had to be real <laughs> with myself. The, the, <laughs> the last part of the year, Charlotte had not been in sight, so I can't really... Uh, Give still, her credit. I'm still, I'm still shocked, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely mm -hmm. think uh, definitely uh, female wrestler of the year. I would actually give a runner up to Bailey because Bailey <laughs> has shown that she is a top tier heel. She is probably the best female heel. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna say probably. She is the best female heel in WWE because you look at all the other heels. Which, to be honest, it seems like it's only Ronda and Shayna Baszler right now. They don't have a lot of heels. It's like they try to make the whole entire female roster baby faces. Um, with the exception of, you know, damage control when she brought them over. But 
Bailey is a is, is a is a true heel, and that's something that the females don't really have. Becky tried it, you know. She, she Becky's not a good heel. Uh, she's better off as a face. Um, I don't know what Alexa was when she was going through that stuff. I don't they, they, I don't know if she was a heel or what the hell she was. She didn't never really do nothing when she was going through her little darkness phase or whatever. But uh, you definitely gotta you definitely gotta give it to Bianca and Bailey. I don't really. I don't really see nobody else that really can come close uh, this year. You know, we're going by this year. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see nobody going. I put Becky at number three because uh, Becky is Becky. But uh, no, no, you know what? I put uh, what's the girl at three? I put Rhea at three because even though it happened near the middle of the year toward the end, she's had a good second half of the year. Like, I think going in next year, she's going to be the star she was supposed to be that first time around, that it didn't work. But I think the fans love her now. Yeah. Next year, she's going to she's gonna go with that. I agree with you with the Rhea Ripley thing. I think Rhea Ripley probably is one of the, the most improved this year as far as character, uh, in-ring presence, man, and just overall uh, domination, man. She's really made judgment day relevant to be honest with you um and then the story line and dynamic that she has the soggy ass dominic mysterio man is really putting on the group uh <laughs> so Rhea, i would have to really say as far as like most improved i would have to give that to Rhea. uh honorable mention live morgan because even though we talked a lot about live live got to the mountaintop this year uh, she cast in. She was a WWE champion. She beat Ronda Rousey twice, man. She can hang her hat on that. I think Liv Morgan has had a hell of a year this year in 2022. But uh, I, like I said, I have to give the most improved as far as character, as far as in-ring work, and it's just as far as overall badness to the one and only Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley has been <laughs> Kicking ass this year, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what she does next year. And I guarantee you, whether she's on SmackDown or whether she's on Raw, she will be WWE Women's Champion. Uh, fellas, let's go around the room. We have best damn male wrestler of the year. In my eyes, there's only one person. One person. That you all have to acknowledge. And he is the tribal chief. The head of the table. The one and only. Roman. Reigns. You have to put respect on Roman Reigns name. Even if you are not a Roman Reigns fan. Roman Reigns has had the best year. Out of anybody. Antibodies. The best year out of anybody uh give me best male wrestler of the year roman reigns and that was voted on by the wwe universe also but uh some honorable mentions man i have to also give seth rollins some credit man because seth rollins has had a hell of a year his character development has been top-notch his storylines have been top-notch his matches have mostly been all five-star matches. Seth Rollins has had some of the best matches 
in wrestling period this year. Really? In wrestling period, he has had some of the best matches, the best storylines, um, and he has earned, in my eyes, the moniker of Monday Night Rawlins. Somebody else who I also have to give an honorable mention to as best damn male wrestler of the year is Austin Theory. Austin Theory has had one hell of a year. He had the worst cash-in in WWE history, but he is also now your current United States champion. Austin Theory has been involved in every major title match within the last three to four pay-per-views. Austin Theory has had one hell of a year, and I think next year is going to look great for Austin Theory moving forward. Fellas, let's go around the room. LP, who is your best male wrestler of the year? The best male wrestler of the year. You may be shocked to hear me say this, but the best wrestler of the year from January to December is not Roman at all. It is Seth freaking Rollins. And let me tell you why Seth had a better year than Roman. First of all, Seth did a little thing that Roman doesn't do. He wrestled. He had matches throughout the year. Roman probably had five matches out of 12 months. Like, I, re I really want to go back and count them. I wish I would have did it before. Roman probably had five matches, maybe six, out of 365 days of this year. Seth Rollins is fighting on every Monday just about. Damn near every pay-per-view. Just like you said, he has put on five-star matches almost every time he does do a pay-per-view. Roman has done a five-star match never, and definitely <laughs> not this year. Don't try to say him and Brock's was a five-star match. It was entertaining, but five-star, hell no. Roman has not seen a five-star match in his career. But <laughs> that's another conversation. Seth Rollins, even though Seth gets on my damn nerves, but other than Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins knows how to create a character, take that character, and run with it. Every, even though I hate his character now and all the laughing and him dressing ah, like he in the 80s or whatever's going on, like he a game <laughs> show. I hate this character so much, but he makes it work. Seth Rollins is the man of 2022. I don't want to hear no damn Roman. It's too easy to say Roman because he's had that belt. But no, it's not. Roman's not. I would argue and debate anybody that goes stat for stat, fact for fact. It is not Roman. It is Seth mother freaking Rollins. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, all of your points about it, sir. Um, I think my only... About an argument, you know, this argument is almost like the Jordan LeBron thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he got he got six rings. Well, is, is he still the greatest? You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of it's kind of that debate right now with these two Roman and Seth. 
of who's the greatest because Seth definitely has a lot of accolades, man. And it's really hard not to say that Seth is not and should have been uh, the best male wrestler of the year, but Roman just created just created moments, man. And I think that's the, that's the difference because Roman didn't even really have to work hard to create those moments. That's the point. Seth, Seth, hey, Seth did it without the damn main belt and without a squad. Roman did it with a squad. I would say Roman, the bloodline is the best storyline. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going over that. That is hands down the best storyline of the year. Hands we, down, we, argument. Like we get into that. I give. I give Roman that. But <laughs> no, Seth. Seth did it. With nothing, no help, no squad, not even having the main belt. It sounds like Drew McIntyre. Same thing. Huh? See, sounds sound just like Drew McIntyre. He had a long, good matches without nobody by himself, and they still shafted him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's not He's not. He's not Seth Rollins. But he's not Seth Rollins level. But let's let's be honest, and we I can I can argue all day. I'm I'll give Roman his credit when he earns his credit, but I just can't do it right now. I'm sorry. I don't care how long he don't have it. <laughs> he don't have a belt for damn near 20 years. It don't matter because if you're having a belt and not wrestling nobody, being a part timer, I can't I can't respect. I think I think with the thing with Roman and him having a part time schedule uh, is that. Even though I love Roman, I don't want to see Roman every week because <laughs> he does. He's right. He doesn't wrestle that much, but he doesn't have to because it's almost like who is he going to wrestle? Who's going to step up to the plate? Who's next? And who who are they trying to push as a star? You know what I mean? Who can actually put on a good match with Roman and still look good and then you know be poised for other storylines with other wrestlers, man? Um, and you. You mentioned it before, LP, that how how big they built Roman Star, right? To the point that nobody else is even close. Nobody else is even close in any promotion to Roman Reigns. Um, and so, in my eyes, Roman should not lose the belt, man. Roman should really just retire with the belt. And then, you know. Please, no. I, I think Roman should retire with the belt. And then he should let uh, the competition go after it, and who and whoever proves themselves should get the belts, man. I think that that's what's tying shit in because now seeing somebody dethrone Roman, it will have the same impact as it would have if, if Drew would have won it at Clash of the Castle. Would have had the same impact if uh, what Logan Paul had won it back in Saudi Arabia. You know, it wouldn't have been the same for Roman to leave and retire with the belt. 
I don't know what that is. Somebody give me left key? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that is either. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what that was. Yeah. But just, yeah, but just in general, man, uh, and yeah, I agree with you, LP. Um, I agree with you on a, on, a, on a lot of that standpoint. Let's go ahead, fellas, man. Um, over to the best damn tag teams of 2022. Uh, it's hard not to say that the Usos are one of the best teams in the world right now. Uh, There's not too many tag teams that can beat the Usos, man. Um, so I have to give my best damn tag team uh, to the Usos. Let me go around the board real quick. Chef, who do you think had a great year? And who was your best damn tag team of 2022? The one. We are the ones. The Usos. <clears throat> but I give it to the Usos. But then I... I Actually, it's like a 50-50. The Usos and the New Day. That's why I have to put it between them two. Because they they both gave one like great matches. They both had great runs. But right now the Usos is under. They gonna stay the champs forever. They just like you just said, retire with the belts and make some new belts and have a tournament for them. You know? But my rather rough team, I will have to give it to the Street Profits because they've been doing good. Like, I hate Hit Row. I do not like them at all. Kim? Yeah, I hate you. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know. Huh? It might be one of y'all mics. It's not mine. Yeah, I muted mine. I, th- I thought it uh, was going to work, but I'm not sure <laughs> exactly what that is. Um, if everybody can kind of make some adjustments real quick and just see, uh, I'm not. I don't hear it now. But anyway, uh, yeah, you got to give you got to give credit to the Usos, man. The Usos uh, have had a banger of a year, man, and put on some really amazing matches. Um, I was really excited to see all of the Usos matches, man. They put on some some certified bangers all of this year. Some honorable mentions uh, for me for best tag teams also. Uh, you have to give it to the New Day. Although the New Day really kind of just uh, started shining the last month or so. Because we were talking about how the New Day was being booked. And how some, you know, they were mid-card for a long time. And they disappeared on the main product. But the, uh, the New Day are now uh, Triple Crown champions. They have won in all three promotions, NXT, um, SmackDown, and Raw. And uh, they are now in echelons of uh, champions that will go down in WWE history. Uh, They already were, before the Usos beat their record, the longest reign tag team champions in WWE history. Now the Usos carry that banner. But the New Day is the Triple Crown Champions, uh, and I'm proud of the New Day. Right now, they are the NXT Champions, and it's hard uh, to go through 
this whole thing and now the knowledge the new day. So I'm proud of those brothers right there. Um, also, a team that I feel like is going to be the team to watch when they do come to main roster. The Creed Brothers. Have you guys seen the Creed Brothers in the ring? Creed Brothers of the Diamond Mine. Uh, they remind me of uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. If they were on the team. That's what these two brothers are. That's what these two brothers are. Um, they, they are wrestlers. They are strong. They are powerful. Uh, they're they're good at getting their promos together. Uh, but And they've had a couple of storylines this year uh, that were pretty interesting. But the Creed brothers, man, when they move up to main roster, they are going to be in for a lot of people. Uh, I can't wait to see them. I'm not sure if they'll come up as Diamond Mind or if they'll come up as the Creed Brothers or if they'll join Alpha Academy. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, that would be a great fit for them also. But the Creed Brothers will be something to watch coming up in this new year, whether they continue to be on the NXT product or whether they move up to main roster. I can't wait to see what these guys do. Uh, the whole Diamond Mind faction, I actually like the Diamond Mind faction, uh, but the Creed Brothers will be something to watch coming up into this new year as one of the best tag teams in the I believe that's you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Sound like somebody smacking cheeks. All right, let's just fix it. Let's, let's go ahead and fix it. Uh, that was bad. I'm done. Oh, yeah. You don't hear that? That's how we know it's you. No. Yeah, that's you, man. Hey, cut, cut your camera off for a second. Cut your, cut your mic off for a second. All right, yeah, that was you. All right, cool. Let's, let's go ahead and have it. I don't know. I can't hear it. I'm a mute. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I, everybody just mute until we uh ready to talk. Um, let's keep it like that. All right. Sorry, beautiful people. Sometimes we have technical difficulties every once in a few moon. Um, fellas, I want to go over some of the best finishers this year. Uh, everybody has had some great finishers. Not everybody. Some people have had some horrible, absolutely horrible, got off for finishers. But I want to go over some of the best finishers of the year that I've seen. Uh, one of them most recently came by way of NXT, uh, by the way of a wrestler. Her name is Soul Rika, or Soul Ruka, as they pronounce it. Um, she's a wrestler on NXT. Um, she has a, a surfer girl vibe. She she has a really great body, really great uh, presence about her. But her finishing move, uh, she where she gets on the ropes and she does a a backflip cutter from from the middle rope. It's absolutely amazing. One of the most innovative cutters and moves that I've seen in a long time. It looked devastating. It looked good. And when she hit it, the whole wrestling world went crazy. Um, so 
I gotta give one of the best finishers of this year. And like I said, she just she just debuted it. Uh, but the move is by uh Soul Ruka and it's called the Soul Snatcher. Pretty awesome move, man. I thought that was really dope. Uh another one of my candidates for best damn finishers of this year uh came by way of Solo Sokoa, man. Solo Sokoa, uh, he brought back the spinning solo. Uh in homage to Umaga, who did a, a something similar. It's like a spinning rock bottom, essentially. Uh, but the move looks great, man. And he, he's really uh, made a mark with that move, the spinning solo. So I got to give Solo Sokoa some props on a spinning rock bottom because rock bottoms have always been one of my favorite moves. Uh, or Uranagis have always been one of my favorite moves. And he does a hell of a Uranagi. And honorable mention. She has beat every woman with this move. Bianca Belair and her KOD. The KOD have been snatching bodies and wigs all year. I got to give Bianca Belair um, some props on her KOD finishing move. LP, who do you think has one of the best finishing moves of 2022? Uh, yeah, I, I was going to give it to Bianca. Just because it's been consistent. Like, she's consistently used her to finish off matches. And if you're a female, you fear that move because you're not going to kick out of it. I think most of everybody else's moves kind of been blah for the most part. You know, at this point in time, you know, it ain't like it's a lot of new stuff you can do. So everybody's doing variations of different stuff. Um, but I did, I did like the fact that Solo Sakura brought back that spike. I've always thought that spike mm -hmm. was kind of... Um, and, and Solo is definitely growing on me as a as a as a character, um, but yeah, I definitely would give those two because seems like everybody else been kicking out of moves, left right. You know, it seems like now it's like moves don't even finishing moves are getting kind of weaker. So I don't know. I hope that's something that they can get away from because I don't like that at all. Like a finishing move is a finishing move. Like you know, I don't, and I don't like to see them use old finishing moves and make them regular moves like. Um, you know, somebody will do a rock bottom, they'll do a famous or they'll do a, you know, choke slam. All the moves that used to get us on our feet. Now, super kicks. <laughs> Don't get me started on super kicks. So, yeah, like all, all the powerful moves that we grew up with are regular running the meal moves. But I definitely give it to Bianca. Yeah, don't, don't, don't women don't want no parts of that. Yeah, they don't want no parts of that KOD. Chef, who do you think has one of the best finishers of 2022? Uh, yeah, Bianca had one of the best ones. The KOD is nice. I still like uh, what's his name? Kobe Kiss. That's SOS. When he ever the SOS, when, okay. when he ever gets to hit it, <laughs> that move is beastie. I love it. You know what I mean? Because that's a little dude flipping you. Yeah, that move is nice. You know. Then. I like how the Usos took the three indie, it changes to the one indie. I love that one. I got it. I got it. You know what? I I do have to give credit for them bringing the one D or the three D back. Uh, I I used to love watching the three D. I thought that that was one of my favorite tag team moves, man. Um, 
And when they do it, the one day it looks good. They do it clean. I think they got a stamp of approval from Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley for doing the 3D and making it their own. Um, the one D is is a great movement. So you're right. That is one of the best uh, finishers of this year because that did uh, display this year. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. So, going from finishing moves to promos, fellas. We're going all around the wrestling diag diaspora. You know what I'm saying? Um, best promos of the year. Now, we've heard some some hellified promos of the, over the year, man. One of my favorite promos of this year, and I'm going to go over to AEW. And I'm going to give you my reasoning behind this, but it was the MJF versus Ricky Starks promo beef in the ring. MJF is known as an assassin on the microphone. I'm not a big MJF fan, but whenever he gets the microphone, I have to stop and listen. The boy is good. He says some very vile, uh, heart-wrenching things. If I'm the owner of the company like Tony Khan, my ass is itching the whole time he's on the microphone because you have no idea what he is going to say. Uh, he had this promo going on with Ricky Starks where you thought that he was going to ether Ricky Starks. He said some uh, very harsh things, called him a knockoff version of The Rock, uh, said some, some degrading things about him, and then dropped the mic. I thought it was over. I thought it was a great promo. Ricky Starks picked up the microphone and started going at him, talking about, hey, your hair is stupid. Your shoes are stupid. Don't like your clothes. I don't like you. Nothing about you. He started ripping them apart. Ricky Starks stood 10 toes down on the microphone with MJF. And they had a great moment. I thought that was one of the best promos of the year. It was really good. And that was actually brought to me by you, LP, man, um, when you brought it over to us in, in the chat. Uh, one of the other uh, promos for the year that I really enjoyed was the Seth versus Riddle. Reason why, man, that was super. That was super. That was super personal, man. He went for it. He went for the juggler. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially in that last one, man. He started talking about uh, he lost his wife and his kids, man. And uh, you know, it was it was super personal. And and Matt Riddle was like, "I'm going to f you up. Where are you?" He was ready to really fight. He said, "F the wrestling. F all this. Last I'm 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 about to put pause on." You're talking about my family. Um, it got super personal. I mean, it, and I believed every single word of that. Um, ultimately, man, I think, you know, stuff like this promo it essentially got to, to Matt Riddle. You know what I'm saying? And uh, kind of, you know, made him self-medicate in, in not a positive way and, and, you know, eventually caused him to get suspended. So hopefully we'll see Matt Riddle uh, next year, because I believe uh, the WWE will give him uh, some more time. You know, they have a great wellness policy, so we'll see uh, Matt Riddle in the future. But I want to go around the board real quick. What are some of the best promos that you guys have seen in any company in wrestling for this year of 2022? LP? Uh, I, I agree with the two that you mentioned. Um, I like the CM Punk and MJF better. I think I think that one was one of that was the best of the year at that point in time. Um my man Christian or Christian Cage, um yeah. 
he gets my number one spot because the promo he ripped that dude. Oh, like Jungle Boy. Dude, he went. He went and cried when he got in the house. Like when he when he, <laughs> he, when he went back home, he watched that and he cried. Like I like that one the most because Kristen has already has always been underestimated. Like I've always thought he was a tremendous star. He was great on the mic. He was entertaining. He could wrestle, but they never WWE never let him be himself. Um, he was able to do it in TNA. He was able to do an AEW, everywhere else, but WWE would never let him be no more than like a B-lister at the most. So I, I that was my favorite because I was it was good to see him get his shine um, and like some respect on his name. Look how long this guy been in the business, and he still can go. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that would be the best of the year. I'm, I'm real interested. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, your boy uh, Enzo, Enzo, what was Enzo's name? Enzo More. Yeah, he called out MJF. Um, he he did an interview called not MJF, and a lot of people, which I was, a lot of people in the comments was like, MJF might can't beat Enzo on the mic. Like, so I'm I'm hoping that next year that happens in some kind of way. And I I mean I was never a big Enzo fan, but dude could talk on the mic. Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm gonna give some I'm gonna give some shine to Enzo real quick. Enzo's a beast. I was one of the biggest Enzo fans when Enzo and and uh, Big Cass was doing their thing. I always thought that they should have had the, the uh, tag team championships when they had to run, and um, yeah, I thought that Enzo really didn't get the kind of shine that he wanted. And even when he went down to the cruiserweight division, he brought validity to the cruiserweight division. Enzo, Enzo was a star man, and it was kind of hard not to see that. And I still see Enzo on, on certain things. He wrestles the indie scene and uh, on social media. I'm surprised he hasn't made way to AEW yet. I don't know what's that about, but I think he definitely should. Uh, should the WWE bring Enzo back? I'm not sure if Enzo will really fit in, in this climate right now, man. To be honest with you, I think he'll be better fit for AEW. Enzo Amore is—he's uh, not that great of a wrestler. He doesn't have the biggest, flashiest moves, but what he does have is charisma. He has showmanship, uh, and he has the fans eating out of the palm of his hands whenever he is on the microphone or inside of the ring. Um, but yeah, Enzo Amore, man, I would love to see him in, in MJF go at it. Or I would love to see, you know, uh, Enzo and Seth Rollins go at it, man. I think that would be really interesting uh, back and forth. I think that that really would. Or him in the Miz. I think Enzo in the Miz would be good also. Uh, I think the Miz will rip a new one into him, though, to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> the, whole, the old Miz. This new Miz. This new Miz. I don't know. The old Miz, yes. Yeah. The old Miz, okay. I think Enzo will beat Seth Rollins on the mic. He will beat the Miz. Simple. Hands down. Yeah, man. Uh, also, one of the other promos that I thought was really good was the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar promo. Uh, when they were kind of uh, leading up to their, their SummerSlam match. But it was a period of time when they were face-to-face. And Brock Lesnar was like, you must got... I mean, I'm sorry. Uh... Roman Reigns was like, you must got things confused, farm boy. 
You see, it is here. This is my ring. These people, these are my people. This cameraman, this is my cameraman. This announce team is mine because they talk about me. He went off. I thought that was one of the best promos that I've ever seen Roman Reigns cut on anybody. And to be honest with you, because he was so confident, he was so brash, and the fans were behind it. The energy was there. He really looked like a dominant champion, and I believed everything that Roman Reigns was saying in that moment. I thought that was a, uh, a great promo from Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns doesn't have a lot of good promos that you can really speak of, but I think that one, no. uh, he was he was feeling himself, man, and that really birthed uh, uh, this, this dominant Roman Reigns that we see right now. You the, the best one out, the best promo ever out. The best promo was New Day versus the Usos. That was like one of the most heartfelt, and they were serious. You know, I, mean? I felt a little tinker in my eye. Like these, these boys was about to make me cry with this stuff right here. I think it was short lived, though. I, yeah. I, I, I did like it. I think it was short lived. I think if it would have went like like two more minutes, it would have been like. That you were like, oh man, but they cut it short. They threw Matt Riddle in there, and they kind of they kind of took the heart away from the segment, uh, which I thought it could have went really, really good if they would have gave them the time allotted. But just because of that, man, I can't call that a, a, a best damn promo. I, I give it some stars, no, but you know it's, it could have been so much better if they did not cut it short. And I believe LP, you agree with me on that? Yeah, I definitely agree. Matt, yeah, Matt Riddle. The Matt Riddle part sucked, made it suck. But I think they went off scripts because some of us, because I looked at the faces of the Uso when they said certain stuff, they were like, "Oh shit, they right." You know, it wasn't like okay, whatever. They were like, "Man, you know, if we do that, like if two more minutes, I think." The whole race card stuff would have been out on the table. They, they would have got kicked off the show. There would be no, and you know, what you know that. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. It would have been all type of race. And you know they ain't going to let two, two teams of dominant color run them belts. That's why they Man. moved the New Day to NXT. Well, I'm, I'm glad that they did move to New Day because it gave them a fresh start and a new shine. And I think they should start moving some, shaking some stuff up uh, between SmackDown and Raw, moving some people around. Uh, also, fellas, we saw some pretty big returns this year. We talked about it earlier from some of our best damn moments, man. But uh, we've seen a lot of people return this year. I want to go around the board and get your uh, best damn returns of 2022. Uh, I have to mention a couple of them real quick. Um, and I know that um, I believe some of you guys are going to agree, agree with me. But um, matter of fact, I know I already know who's going to say it. Let me go to uh, LP. Who, what was one of your best returns for this year? Uh, the biggest return of the year is still CM Punk. I'm going to stand by that. Uh, I think the best return was Bray Wyatt. But the biggest return, I'm still going to give it to CM Punk just because of what it meant to people. People wanted it more than anything. 
like I said before, when we talked about it before, grown men were crying. Like grown men had tears coming from their eyes with their excitement. And also what made CM Punk moment better is nobody knew about when it was going to happen. Everybody knew Bray Wyatt was coming back. We just didn't know. We almost, we knew it was happening in that show. We kind of gave up. They kind of threw a curveball, but we pretty much knew when it was going to happen. That CM Punk return, nobody knew know when he was coming back. So, and, I, and I think that makes the return better. Uh, even with Cody. Cody's return to WWE was big, but everybody knew it. And it wasn't a secret. You know, it's not a lot of things a secret nowadays in wrestling anyway. But um, yeah, C- CM Punk, I definitely was the biggest of 2020. Mm. Chef, man, I see you over there shaking your head, man. Who do you think oh, had the best return from 2022? He's like, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. I was going to say, Ron, you're right. He's, one, he's one of my runner-ups. Now, nah, but I would have to give it, because it was out of the out of the blue and nobody knew. Me and Kim. Me and Kim. Yeah, because she came out the blue. It put Rhea on her ass. You know, that's one yeah. of the best. Wasn't that a, was a big return? That she was regular. It was, a, it it was, was a, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a big return for her. Yeah. For her. <laughs> you know? Who, who, like, that's like, uh, who was that? Who was that girl that showed up last week on SmackDown with that uh they had the hood on and they took her backstage and they found out who she was and she was Lee. Lee, yeah. Like, who? Ooh. She was on. Ooh. She was, she was, she been there. She's been there. She's been there. Zion Lee already been there, man. Yeah, but Zion uh, Lee is. Uh, I like Zion Lee. I do like Zion Lee. They made a big The biggest, I will say, Becky Lynch. Everybody was shocked when Becky came back out. Becky did have a return this year. Yeah, she left. Uh, yeah, Becky did have a pretty big return this year, but fellas, I'm I'm surprised. I didn't hear from any of you the king of returns. Edge has returned at least 47 times this year, and you, know, you guys haven't mentioned one of them. So, <laughs> well, Edge, Edge's first return was what, the Rumble of last year? Yeah, what? from last year. Yeah, yeah that's why I didn't because Edge now, he, he'll be returning one more time. I'm pretty yeah, sure he's going to come back. back. <laughs> you already know that's going to happen. You know? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't give it to my boy Edge. Edge's return, man. He had the brood He had the brood return this year. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was surprised you didn't hit him with that because, I mean, that was, a, that was a pretty big moment. Also, uh, and I know we mentioned Cody, but Cody's return was huge. But also, yeah. Soraya. In AEW, Paige was almost a CM Punk level of return for a female. Um, Soraya had a really big return, man. She hadn't really had made an impact since, but her return was pretty big this year, man. And uh, she had a situation where she didn't think she was going to wrestle again or ever be cleared to wrestle, and she actually did. So, you know, Soraya or Paige had a big return. Uh, for this year on AEW, man. And AEW has really been delivering on the introduction to uh, wrestlers, whether they are well-known or little-known, 
they 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 make a good <laughs> they make some good returns, man. I got to get I got to give them to them. Uh, real quick, fellas, let's do best match, best damn match of the year. Uh, WWE voted Cody versus Seth uh, as the best match of the year, the Hell in the Cell match, where uh, Cody Rose had the injury. Uh, and he had the black titty hanging off his arm. You know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty pretty damn bad. Uh, so uh, that match was absolutely great, but also best match of the year. Not I got two, and one of them you guys aren't probably going to agree with, but uh, one of my favorite matches of the entire year had to be Sheamus versus Gunther. Sheamus versus Gunther was a slobberknocker. It was a hell of a match from start to finish. Every hit, every slap, every every chop, I felt it in my chest myself. That match was brutal. It gave me everything that I wanted to see in a match. I think every match should be like that. Be honest with you. Uh, it was very European strong style. Uh, the, the style of that match. And I would love to see more coming forth, but Sheamus versus Gunther was a great match. And one of my great matches for this year was the Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville match at WrestleMania. <laughs> huh? What you got to say, LP? Huh? I know you don't like it. The Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville match was one of the best and most entertaining matches of the year. One of the best or or entertaining? Both. Both of them. <laughs> that's not, it was that's a bad it was year. entertaining. It was entertaining. I'm not gonna say it was a it was a, a real match from a perspective of what wrestling fans really want to see, but the entertainment value was there, the star power was there, um the production of the match was great. The overall feel of the match was funny and and fluid, and it's memorable. It is memorable. It's going to be one of those matches that that's probably going to be match of the decade because we're going to remember the silliness of the match and what it meant. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about this too. This is off the off the heels of the Jackass movie too, so it's called cross promotion. You know what I'm saying? In a lot of ways. But I thought this match was, it had uh, some shocking moments, man. It was really good. So I got to put that as one of my best there matches of the year. LP, you're looking at me cock-eyed. What <laughs> is one of your best damn matches of 2022? Uh, to be honest, I hate to, it's hate that I keep throwing her name out there. Bianca winning that belt. Because that match was great. That was a good match. Which time? When she won the at a Russell, was it? it was WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Huh? WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, when she, because you know, I always felt like that kind of screwed her when Becky came back. I was one of the ones that were pissed off at how they squashed her for that. Um, I think they regret doing it too, because I think that's why they have also let her do her thing and they realize how popular she is. But that match, to me, it makes a good match when I'm at the house watching wrestling and I could be like, oh, or get excited or be cheering or 
I, that doesn't happen a lot for me now because you know we've been watching wrestling for years. Yeah. Most of the time we call it, you know what's gonna happen. But that match, and it also shows that really low key, as a high key, the 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 female matches have really been the main female big matches have almost been better than the men matches. From from Money in the Bank, from the female matches. Money in the Bay female match has been better the last couple of times they've done it. Uh, uh, what was the one they did this year? Uh, War Game? That female was way better than the men. Yep. So, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you, uh, LP, as far as the women, especially in AW and WWE, the women, man, have really been stepping up as far as producing really, really great matches, man. Uh, from pay-per-views all around, the women have really been outshining the men in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Uh, the women are 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 more apt to learn and, and being innovative. It's different seeing women pull off some of the moves that some of these men pull off. Uh, but they do it so fluently and, and so flawlessly, man. You would you would think they, they created the moves. Um, the women have really been stepping up, and I agree with you, LP. Throughout the year, some of the best matches of the year has been some of the women's matches, and Bianca leading the way uh, as a dominant women's champion. Man, she's really been showing why she is the top of the bill and the top of the card. Uh, fellas. I'm going to go into one more best damn of uh, the year, man. I want to do best damn storyline uh, of the year. Who do you guys feel like uh, had some of the best storylines of 2022? Uh, I'm going to go over to the king of storylines, LP. Man, who has had the best storyline in 2022? Yeah, I, I think we all agree that the bloodline storyline is the best thing going uh, in WWE. Um, AEW has some good storylines, but AEW storylines are, are kind of short-lived. Like old-school wrestling, they last for a couple of months or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the bloodline from when they first started with Roman and Jay and all this stuff going back and forth, and then adding Sammy to revitalize it, a whole new story. To wherever they going next, like I will say, who I, I really feel like somebody else is writing the bloodline storyline because it can't be the people that's writing everybody else. It ain't no way in the hell is everybody. It gotta be maybe because Paul Heyman is part of it. I don't know, but somebody it's different people writing for the bloodline. It can't be nobody else. Um, but yeah, the hands down, they 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 got and they got more to come. Um, it's definitely about time to end the bloodline. It's it's rare. It, it, they got they got it in it pretty soon, um, but I don't know. It could go another year. It could go another two, three years. But uh, it will be the longest faction of all time. You know, most time factions don't last that long. Right. Um, but I definitely feel like they're about to end it. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I I can't even think of a runner up. I guess maybe Seth and uh, Riddle, maybe for a runner up because they went they they had their their their, their feet uh, drawn out. 
I, I gotta go with the bloodline. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to to acknowledge the uh, the great writing uh, and performances, man, from the bloodline this year from all of the members. From Jay and Jimmy uh, to Jay, I, mean, I, I have to put some respect on Jay's name, man. Jay has really been stepping it up. Everything from his in-ring wrestling to uh, some of the greatest storylines this year between him and Sami Zayn, man. And I, you know, every week we was all on it. We was hooked trying to see what was going on between Jay and Sami. You know what I mean? So... Uh, they had a, a really great storyline all around the board, LP. And man, they had some movie writers writing from from for them. I know Paul Heyman definitely had his phalanges all in that thing. Uh, uh, let me go over to Chef, man. Chef, who do you think had some of the greatest storylines this year? Uh, I would have to give it to the Bloodline. They had one of the awesome, most awesome storyline ever at the moment. Then I would have to give it to the Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. It was short lived, but it could have it could have played it out a little better. You know, you know that the story like that would have been a good storyline to keep going back to two powerhouses fighting. You know that'd been nice, but how they did it, you know, it it made a lot of people mad. I'm gonna say a lot of people of color mad because how they played it out. Like, come on now, like the last match. That little, oh, let me fall back and pin him. No. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, it could have been better than that. They at least could have given him an F5 like four or five times. Bobby hopped back up. He hit him with another one. Then he's out. I could have seen that. But, yeah. And then I had to give it to the, uh, who was another uh, another runner-up? I think Imperium and uh, the Brawling Brutes, I forgot that. I think, I think they had a good that's a good one too, but I would have to give it to the, the storyline with Judgment Day and Edge, the switch up. I like that. Jay, yeah, uh, we forgot about that. Uh, Edge and the Judgment Day definitely had uh, a long-standing feud, man, and a great storyline. Almost uh, the the leader and sensei of the group being kicked out and uh, exiled from the group. And I still believe to this day, if Edge was still with Judgment Day, the, the fact the group would be so much more stronger. They would be on the level of a bloodline, strong wise, uh, with the leadership of Edge and some of his uh, some of the gift of gab that he has speaking on the microphone. I think that's the only thing that Judgment Day has really been lacking is someone who can really speak and really carry storylines along for the group. But I would be remiss to say that the best storyline in all companies to me was the like <laughs> Legato del Fantasma yes. storyline with uh, Tony D'Angelo and the family. The family, yeah, that was a good one. The family versus family uh, feud storyline was absolutely amazing. LP, I know you don't watch a lot of NXT. If you have to go back, please, from start to finish, watch the Legato del Fantasma and the Tony uh, D'Angelo and the family storyline. It felt like every drug 
cartel movie that you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like so I'm talking about everything was happening. People were getting kidnapped. Somebody was sleeping with the fishes. Uh, people started missing. You know, it was all kind of. Uh, it it was a great storyline, man, and I was so involved into that storyline. So if I had to say one of the my favorite storylines from this year was that, and if you hadn't had the opportunity to check it out, go back and watch the Legado del Fantasma storyline with uh, Tony D'Angelo and the family in NXT. You will not be disappointed. I, I have a problem with how they end most of the storylines. The ending of most of the storylines lately been like horrible. Like like the one with Edge and uh, Desert Day. With Beth Phoenix in the ring laid out. No, don't hit my wife. Shit. Come on now. But <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, well, it was it was good storytelling in the ring. Yeah, to admit, because nobody knew how that match was going to end. I didn't see Edge quitting, saying I quit. I didn't see really fans saying it. Uh, so they had to do it some type of way. I thought that was a smart way for them to end it. Uh, and, and Edge pulled it off beautifully, man. And when he does return again, uh, I think that his return will be uh, really big, man. And people will enjoy seeing the Rated R Superstar come back in action. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if they if they don't if they if they gonna bring them back, bring them back right. Like I'm a big Ed fan, I always be an Ed fan, but don't bring them back to be looking like Ray Mysterio. Like Ray Mysterio has ruined his legacy these last couple of but this whole Dominique thing, like he's gonna be more known for I don't know if you guys saw when Dominique got arrested. I guess he tried to go yeah. in for Christmas. Let's like, talk about <laughs> Let's talk about it. Oh, so fans, if you guys haven't seen, man, over the holiday weekend, Dominic Mysterio and Mommy, uh, Rhea Ripley, came to visit Ray Mysterio at his home. Uh, it just seems that every time Dominic comes over, Ray puts on his mask because he knows it's going to be some bullshit. So he already <laughs> throws on his mask and gets ready. Uh, Ray and and Rhea, I'm excuse me, Dominic and, and Rhea came over to Ray's house for for Christmas. Ray called the police on. Dominic old soggy ass is telling Rhea Ripley, "Mommy, I'm not going to survive in prison. I can't make it." Super soft and super soggy. Oh, like like old cereal that's been sitting out on on the counter for about three hours. Super soggy. Um, Are you guys enjoying these holiday vignettes that Dominic Mysterio is shooting with Rhea Ripley bothering Ray Mysterio? I know we just said it a few minutes ago. I feel like he's he's chipping away at Ray's legacy and really tarnishing it in a a lot of of ways, man. Um, LP, are you enjoying seeing some of these uh, backstage behind the scenes segments uh with the Mysterios. No, it's it's horrible. It'd be different if it was funny or entertaining, but it's like, what is the point? Like if the goal is not to have Ray fight Dom, what is the point? And even if they were to have that match, who wants to see that match? You know, I was one of the main people that was saw potential 
and what they could possibly do with Dom, and they have went the total opposite direction. Like, they have made him a joke. Like, from him, when he got sprayed in the face by uh, 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 who was Oscar, and the way he was crying all, yeah, he was crying all back. It's like, come on, man. Then it's like, if you Judgment Day, you're supposed to be this badass faction. Who the hell would have Dominique in your group? That's going to do nothing in a fight. So it's like <coughs> it's pointless. I mean, I don't see no when judgment. And I think I said it before. When judgment day ends, if if a dominate Rhea is Rhea is about to be her own thing. Yeah. Rhea is not gonna keep on being the mommy or whatever this bull crap they this mess they doing. So it's like like with Ray. I know Ray was on SmackDown last week. I think didn't he have a match? I can't even remember. I think I, I feel like I turned, I missed it because I was doing something. But it's like Ray is wasting away doing his stupid tail storyline. He's already ruined his legacy. And like he, he, he does more homages to Eddie Guerrero than himself. He's gonna be always be known as the Eddie wannabe. Like I get the respect for Eddie, but let's let Eddie rest. Let's stop all of this stuff. You're you're not even Chavo. It's, I'm I'm gonna say this right quick. I went back and watched the Royal Rumble that Rey Mysterio won uh, last week. And in that Royal Rumble, Ray had said he, he, he was going to win it for Eddie. He came in tooth and ended up winning. Chavo Guerrero, who is actually his family, was in this Royal Rumble. And he got eliminated. Like, quick. Rey Mysterio was not even kin to Eddie Guerrero. But his own family didn't even get the time. And and Ray Mysterio has hung on to this ghost of uh, just because they they tag team for like a couple of months, and I'm I'm sick of it. Like Ray 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 got to do better, just, or just give it up, man. Just, it's a it's it's a respecting between Ray and and Eddie Grow. They they were like brothers on the outs, you know. In ring, yeah, we gonna wrestle a couple of times, but they were like real life family. Like Edge, Edge, Eddie, and Ray was. A close knit love, you know, a pack of friends, you know. That's why he called Uncle Edge. I mean, Edge was about to whoop your head, you know, like Uncle Eddie. But Eddie but might Eddie. be his daddy. We don't know. <laughs> so. I think, Dominique, uh, remember every wrestler. I think every wrestler would like to have an impact on the wrestling world like an Eddie Carrero. Um, Eddie means a lot to a lot of people, for instance, and in a lot of the Latin cultures, man. Uh, you can't, it's two people that you really can't disrespect. You can't disrespect Selena, Cantonia, and you can't disrespect Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is beloved by everyone. And I, I went back and I saw a documentary that they had on Eddie Guerrero recently, man. Um, and it was talking about how Eddie was well respected and, um, you know, everybody loved Eddie. And then it showed uh, one of his last matches where he had this, it almost looked like he had a heart attack in the ring, man. Uh, he was, I think he was in there with uh, Bradshaw. Um, and it was it was scary looking. And I, I don't remember seeing that moment or that match in general, but when I saw it, I'm like, man, that's scary. Uh, but Eddie's effect on the wrestling world and uh, all of the, uh, People who have who have Latin uh, ancestry in their blood, 
Eddie Guerrero means a lot to these people. And I know that a lot of wrestlers uh, will only hope to have the type of influence that wrestling, uh, Eddie Guerrero has on the wrestling world. So uh, I'm a big Eddie fan. I've always enjoyed Eddie. Uh, a lot. I see a lot of wrestlers doing a lot of Eddie's moves, um, especially AEW. A lot of wrestlers uh, get paid homage to, to Eddie. But uh, in the WWE, man, you don't you don't get more legendary than Eddie Guerrero. And I'll be honest with you, every time I see Dominic do any of Eddie's moves, <laughs> I throw up my mouth. It just gives me instant gas. It just, I just don't like. I just, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's, it's, it's uh, it just made my ass itch, man, and I can't stand it. So, um, you know, big up to Eddie. Big up to Ray Mysterio, man. Dominic, stop ruining people's reputation and legacies, man, with your sogginess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? To be honest with you, fellas, with that being said. Um, I think for this year, there's been a lot of moments that happen, and uh, we have an award for this type of thing. I know who my nominee for the year is. I'm going to have to give him the soggy ass uh, uh, nominee award, but I'm also going to have to give him the WTF award, and his name is Dominic Mysterio, and you are officially the soggiest wrestler in history. What the f What's that? What the f Every time I've seen Dominic in the ring, I was like, what the hell was that? What did he just do? Please leave. Stop. Who hired him? Get him out of here. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, uh, he had all of, he had all the tools, everything in the world, man, but I don't know, I don't know what's going to solve the sogginess of Dominic Mysterio. LP, who would you give the WTF award for the year, who is your nominee for the WTF award? Well, I already think this is the worst faction I've ever seen in the history of WWE. Despite what you guys said and despite what they might have did in another company, but a hit row is the low row of any wrestling group I have ever seen. <laughs> they are an embarrassment to the African-American community. Damn. These guys are <laughs> Oh, I can't wait till they get fired. I know they're getting fired soon because they got to get fired. They ain't got no choice. But my man, the botch of the year, my man Stop trying to hold that rope. Hit rope. Hit rope. <laughs> oh, girl, I don't know. I only know she can wrestle. She might better try to try to start wrestling or something. But the, the day are going down. I don't know how. I'm going to have to see the footage. Everybody keep on saying they were different when they had the other guy there. I don't see how much different it could have been, but Hit Row is the, yeah, Hit Row is the worst of 2020. That whole entire squad and Top Dollar had their box of the year. They had the worst year of 2022. Oh man, I'm sorry to say, but Hit Row, you are now a nominee for the WTF Award, Chef Showtime. Who is your nominee for the WTF Award of the Year? <laughs> Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. <laughs> Come on, Liv man. You got to live. Don't, don't, don't do Liv like that, man. Don't do Liv like that. 
Why did why Liv get the WTF award for the year? <laughs> to me? And half of the wrestling fans in the world? No, she can't wrestle worth the shit. She can't <laughs> wrestle. She can't. Like, like you say, you could put Bianca in the ring with Charlotte Flair, and it'll make it look good. You could put Bianca Belair with Sasha Banks, it'll make it look good. You put, you could say, you could put Bianca Belair with Ronda Rousey, they'll make it look good. You put Liv Morgan, you can't even, <clears throat> her and Dominique going at it. It's going to be the most boring <laughs> match in the world. Uh, her and Dominic going after the Soggy Award, huh? Their skills is horrible. Like, I like how they did um, Mandy Rose. At first, in WWE, they had her uh, wish wash. They moved her to NXT. Her wrestling skills boosted. She became champ. They need to put Liv Morgan in the same predicament. Put her down there, let her get beat up a little bit, and have her come back as a whole other character. Like, like Dominic, the same way. Put him down to NXT or put him as a water boy. I don't care which one. It, you know, I prefer water <laughs> Not the water boy. You know, but he's he has no skill. Like when he did the Eddie Guerrero tribute, it looks horrible. Logan Paul may look better. Because his frog splash looks just like Eddie's. When he knew his when Dominic did his, I was like, what? He just fell in the toilet. <laughs> What just fell in the toilet? <laughs> I got a, I got an addition though. Let's, I think we should do uh, the worst comeback, or the, the the worst rehire or comeback this year. Oh. And I'll start since oh. Chef was running his mouth. The worst rehire or comeback this year is. You wanted Braun Strowman back so bad. Braun Strowman has came back and done do do. That's why he is. That's why he is. Braun Strowman has a comment with Dookie on the street. It just sitting there and stank. Ron has done nothing. It's not Ron. It's oh, the writers. Did you, now they about to put him a ricochet. So ricochet had his great match with Gunther, and now they gonna make them a buddy, a, a buddy cop tag team. No, out of here. Whole, nah, that's that's a whole that's a whole play. Ricochet gonna lose. He's not gonna win the belt. You know this. But after Ricochet lose, you know who's gonna step up and whoop Gunther ass. Bron, Bron, is a how much? How much go has Bron had in his career? Well, he's he's been okay. Let me let me write it down. Uh, he has had the WWE main title, SmackDown title. Yeah, yeah he has had the tag team title with the twelve-year-old boy. Ball himself. By, you might as well say by himself because his tag team partner was a 12 year old kid that he pulled from the audience. I believe he's held the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think that's all the gold that he's held so far. 
Um, I may be wrong, but I, I think that's the goal that he's held so far. Braun Strowman has had a pretty good career, man, especially when it comes to WWE. So you got to put a little respect on Braun's name. But what I will say, as far as callbacks, and you and, and somebody who I think uh, got called back, and I don't think they're going to do anything but make much of an impact at all, it's Emma. Uh, she's on SmackDown. Most people don't remember Emma. I don't remember Emma. I her name. You don't even know who the hell she is. So uh, I would say that Emma <laughs> would have to be one of the worst callbacks um, that that Triple H has has brought back. Chef, do you have somebody who you feel like got called back prematurely? Hero. Hero. All right, man. Damn, two for hero. Yeesh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Man, even top dollars, solid rhymes don't get you over. It don't, you know, you don't like top dollars spitting that hot like fire, huh? You don't like them them silky rhymes coming from top dollar. Man, top dollar got some, he got some flow, man. It's bad you know? when white people, when white people can do our culture better than the actual people. Hold on, say that again. I said it's bad. That white people can rap and do stuff better. I will take two cool with Grandmaster Sexy. <laughs> oh man, damn! Oh, well, you know, Hero they got a whole nother year, you know. So hopefully, within this new year, Hero can turn it around. Top Dollar can be a star. Ashante can show us it, what he can do, and B Fab can get in the wrestling ring and roll around with some of these women. Uh, right now, uh, Hit Row is on a lot of people's uh, crap on list. <laughs> so I want to see more from Hit Row, man. I, I would love to see them turn their careers around, but. Uh, yeah, they they looking a little rough. I have to admit, I, I was a fan of Hero. Uh, I was a fan of the hit row with Swerve Strickland. In it. This uh, hit row, other hit row, is a little different, but I think they can still turn it around. They have the possibility to, and maybe you know, maybe they just need another member in the faction to kind of bring it full circle. Who knows? Dominique. Nah, <laughs> don't see Dominique. But, you know, somebody who uh, I can see is uh, Carmelo Hayes, man. I can see Carmelo Hayes joining Hero and uh, and them really making a faction that way. Uh, that could be something serious, man, and I'm interested to see it. Uh, well, look, beautiful people. We have to go. Uh, let's go around the room real quick. Chef, let the beautiful people know what you got going on. Where can they find you? Uh, I'm just doing my training for a Super Bowl, working, taking care of kids. That's it. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all that. Uh, Chef Showtime. All right. Go ahead and log off. I'll see you next week. Uh, LP, what you got going on and where can the beautiful people find you? Uh, as always, find me on my Instagram, one click to type the shoot, fashion shows, photo shoot. All that good stuff can all be seen back there. All right. Uh, and my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show and see what we got going on, you can follow us 
on Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can follow us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and you can support the show for only five dollars five dollars uh you can support us and you can get all kind of goodies we got shirts mugs cups hats all of that jazz so join our patreon the best damn wrestling podcast to support Beef show. LP. My fellow, my friend. Thank you, sir, uh, for being here. You are a busy man. I got a lot going on within this new year. You got this big fashion show that you about to, to blow up the city with. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to many great things from you this year, sir. Uh, we're not going to do... Uh, what do you call it? New Year's resolution. But I want you to give people a good word of advice going into this new year. Uh, just be good people. Everybody going through something. Understand that. It's not about you. Just try to be good people. Just try to be good people. Uh, I think I would have to say my word of advice is if you are a person who gives good advice? Don't give it to everybody. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Don't give good advice to everybody. Only give good advice to people who receive it. Beautiful people. Best. Damn nation. Thank you for watching us. We will see you next year <laughs> on the next best. Damn Wrestling Podcast. LP, sir, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Beautiful people. We will see you next year. We bid you adieu.